You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Welcome, Welcome to the Smoking Word. What's up, what's up? The Smoking Word podcast is brought to you by CasaTheRock.com. That's my spot where I got all my merch. If you want to support the show, support the movement, go there. And we got the last bunch of camo. Um, NYHC caps available, so get them while you can. We're about to drop a lot of new stuff. So, again, if you want to support the movement, CasaTheRock.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at HoyaRock357. Keep you up to date with everything Madball, everything Smoking Word, and everything Casa the Rock. Or if you just want to hear me talk some shit, we, you know, check me out on there. And also, make sure you follow us. Let me explain something. The way this works is, if you want to keep hearing this shit talk, you have to subscribe. Subscribe and rate it. We on Spotify. You wanted it on Spotify, we put it on Spotify. All you Apple heads, you want it on Apple, we got it on Apple Music. And YouTube, for you motherfuckers that want to watch it, catch us on our YouTube channel, subscribe, like it, do all that good stuff, spread the word, support all underground podcasts. And today, our guest on the smoking word, my boy and the Vox behind Wisdom and Chains, my bro Joe. Let's set this shit off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, my, yeah. Son, my son's my uh, my sound tech and my lighting tech. He's making me look my best here. Yeah, oh, I, I like that. Is it okay that I'm like this, or you want me to turn like the other way? It's your world. However, you whatever. I think this one got a more slimming look, the long way. Now uh, you know oh, you got. Yeah. I only yeah. wear lines that go down. I need that too. No, I believe me. I need that shit. I'm trying to get my my my. Uh, Full Monty body ready for the 2021 um catalog uh, calendar issue for the new reveal, the new Madball reveal. <laughs> yeah. Mad yeah, no, no, the scratch and sniff, fucking um, what's up? Scratch <laughs> sniff swimsuit catalog. Yeah, every ladies out there, look up <laughs> the Madball scratch and sniff fucking summer issue 2021. Oh my gosh! Yo, are you Yo, been can you hear? Do I sound okay? What's up? Oh man, just I just want to make sure I sound all right. Nah, you sound good. You sound like Pavarotti. <laughs> it just okay. seems like there's a slight delay, but it don't bother me. It gets you know gives me a chance to catch up. Yeah, you can like collect your thoughts. What's up with you? Make sure my my artwork is displayed properly. Yeah. Yo, um, what's up with you? The last time I saw you was on Instagram making pizzas, and I was hating. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> did it look good to you? It looked really good. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I got a pizza oven, and uh, it's a portable wood-fired pizza oven. And um, I, me and my son make pizzas. Yeah. So if anybody <laughs> needs a party, fucking kill it. And uh, pizza. It, 
it started it started out as um you know you I haven't made pizza since I was like 18 and working in a little pizza restaurant or something, you know? And, uh, I kind of remembered how to do it. And I, I showed everything that I know how to do to my son. Do you kid? Um, he kinda, Anthony, you know, Anthony <laughs> he took it over. He's so good at it. He's way better at it than I am at actually making the pizzas, but I do the, I'm the, I'm the oven guy, you know, but yeah, we have fun, man. We do, you know, we've done a, couple of parties maybe like three or four parties so far for like groups of people and uh it's fun man we have a really good time doing it that's dope that's i love dope. feeding and that's like, my whole that. shit my whole shit is you know everybody i'm not part of the whole pizza mafia these motherfuckers are part part of i'm the winner <laughs> well whatever whatever you may be hearing out there on the in the dark web whether it was with these pizza motherfuckers all i gotta say is this I just got excited from watching Joe on Instagram. He was making making these pies. You and Luke, Luke had a good square that I actually saved the video, and I would look at it because I was like, "Man, I want that." But you know, I, I cut gluten out of my life as much as possible, so I just watch from a di I gluten from a distance. I'm working on a, a good gluten free crust, like a recipe. I'm trying to develop a recipe of a gluten free and a cauliflower crust because that's big in vegans and i've actually had a cauliflower crust that it doesn't taste like pizza crust it doesn't taste like pizza but it's really good it yeah. tastes like something else no That's by really me good, you know yeah there's no shame in my game i i, I get a uh 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 broccoli uh uh what do you cauliflower crust cauliflower? spot by me that's banging and yo you know why Yo, there's a good calorie count on it, and and homeboy like me right now is counting them calories. <laughs> Have you? Uh, I'm sure you've discussed this with somebody, but on your podcast. But like, you have lost a lot of weight. Am I right? I lost. Uh, yeah, I lost some. Definitely. You look fantastic. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You look fantastic. So yeah. can you share? With a fellow, uh, you know, <laughs> lifelong, uh, you know. We Huskies, fan. we Huskies. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, first it starts with a lot of stress. You get a lot of stress, right? And that's a good starting point, right? <laughs> and then that, now, now. That's always a good spot. You know, you with, start yeah, with stress. Okay. You don't got stress. It ain't going to be as easy as it was for me. No. But, I, no, I but, you know. Have, okay. Long story, you know, without what, you know, when this whole shit went down. You know, part of it's stress, but not that. But that made me say, yo, you know, when you get when there's shit going on, you need to do something. You know what I mean? And I was like, yo, I started like say, you know, hitting the heavy bag, and then I would hit the heavy bag, and then as every not everybody may know, but I wanted to tell you by the way, because the last time I saw you was at my mom's wake, correct? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So starting with that, that was a big, uh, big uh, re eye opener. And to me to get my shit in check. So I was already, you know, hitting the heavy bag, you know, working that out. But then I said, after my mom passed, I said, okay, I'm a, well, everybody don't know that, but I'm a single dad. So I said, yo, let me, you know, start, I gotta, I gotta tune in on my, on my temple. <laughs> so basically right. what I started doing was every day I made sure I got up and I did something. So I would do a 30 minutes, 45 minutes of just hitting the heavy bag. I would jog, at first I started jogging in place in my yard. 
put I would put the podcast on and do that. But this, but I think a big part of it is when you start counting calories, as stupid as that sounds, it ain't stupid, but it sounds like more of a pain in the ass than it really is. You start picking your yeah. fights better. And when you pick your fights better with your meals, you kind of, it all works together. It's, you know, I was never that smart, but basically I cut out all red meat. I just eat chicken, fish, or I don't eat it at all and just mad vegetables, right? And I, and I count how much calories I take a day. And I make sure I work out at least 45 minutes a day. Basically. Well, that's amazing, man. You you really look awesome, man. Like, you, you always look good. You always look cool. But, like, just to see this, like, you, you look fantastic. So Thank I'm, you. I'm happy you know, for you. You know, it's crazy. Like, I feel like I know I lost, but I, I, I feel more the way people are, are, you know, tell me that I lost. Because they're more like you know, amped about it than I am in a way. Because to me, I'm like, yeah, I know I lost, but I still, you know, I feel like the same, you know, handsome guy I was. Yeah, yeah. You are. <laughs> Definitely are. Yeah. No, but I just felt like, I know I dropped some, but other people bug out more. That's what made me realize I dropped. I didn't know how much. I knew I dropped sun, but, you know, I wasn't paying attention so much you're on. Not like, you're, on not looking, you're not looking at that number. You're looking yeah. at just what, what you take in. I was looking at how many, the number I was looking at, how many years alive I want to be. That was the number that I started yeah. looking at. Straight up. I wasn't so much that. I said, basically, my whole, you know, I always knew I was a single dad. You know what I mean? But then that, after my mom's passed, that really got put thrown in my face. And then I had, a, you know, there's two, two ways you can, you know, like I say, I said to other people, you can lay down, get down and lay down and stay down or, you know, you got to try to make some power moves. And my baby boys need yeah. me. So I was like, you know, I had, yeah. you know, I just started making a point. You know, I said, it's because my boys basically kept me in check. So I thank God. That and, and counting those calories, which is a bitch sometimes because I want a Big Mac. Don't kid yourself. Yeah, it's hard, man. There's so many. It, it's like this whole, uh, our whole country is designed around what's in between the food spots oh yeah and there's more food spots the food spots there's more food spots so like that's that's sort of how you build a town in america how do you build a town in two, in 2020 oh you know well let's say 2019 you would put a you you put a your grid in and then you say all right where's the mcdonald's going yeah okay, where's the where's the hug going where's domino's where's um Who's gonna deliver? Yep. Who's got that's that's the way towns are built, and it makes no sense because um it's not it doesn't have health in mind. It's all of it's like a business transaction. And there's so many different healthy ways to eat and take care of yourself. We have friends who've been talking about it for years. You know exactly. You know, and it's hard to hear it because like I don't want to hear it. I'm fucking hungry, man. I you know, I want this thing. I want this specific thing, and what you're telling me, I won't allow me to have that thing. So yep. I don't want to hear what you have to say, and it's um, it's hard to hear it sometimes. But yeah, man, wake like, up calls. You know, we, none oh. of us had denied it, but it didn't matter to us because to, you know we were about hey, okay, you know that's your belief. This is our belief. That I think the thing that you know, not for everybody, but especially for I, I, I almost speak for you, but definitely for me. When you have kids, you start thinking for them. And then that's where you got to start saying, all right, you know, 
I may may have not given a shit, but I want my, you know, I'm worried about my boy. You know, I want him to have a father for as long as we can. Oh, okay, I got to do something so he gets that. It's no longer about, you know, our shit no more. It's about the kids' shit. So that yeah. alone saves us and also gives them, you know, unless you're a deadbeat dad and, you know, if you're a fucking deadbeat dad, you know, fuck you, you know, because... I, I I don't understand how you could be one. You know what I mean? Like just, that's not even going to be a concern of yours if you're a deadbeat dad. You're not thinking about staying alive for your kids anyway. Yeah. Um, there's something. There's also something in the value of um, as a parent, so let, allowing your kids to see you do something that's difficult. Uh, see, allowing your kids to see you fail at something and then get back up and try again. Yeah. Or or. or you know, there's value in in your kids seeing you like figuring out things, like like eating the a healthy meal. There's like a tremendous value in that for them moving forward when they become adults and parents. There's there's value in in anything that you do that's a positive in your life is can affect your kids positively. Oh. So, I mean, I'm just saying salute to you for for uh, doing what you're doing because I I think it's awesome, man. Yes. I'm in the I'm in the bit myself. And you know, I it's a it's a lifelong um <laughs> yeah, I want some of that. Yeah. Uh, that's coconut water, man. This is what I'm Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So I'm trying to like try to like remember to stay hydrated. Like pick a thing. Remember to stay hydrated. Absolutely. Remember I need to eat at least at least this many greens a day i need to eat something that's red something that's green something that's purple whatever you know what i mean like just little simple things and then build on it from there you know you know, you know who you just gotta think like like every european person we know because those motherfuckers know what they were doing when we would be like what no bacon no eggs no you know we we used to yeah. you know we're americans we like going big or going home that's the part i love about us also but in that department that should you know it's not. That's why you see them what they eat in the in the morning, muesli, granola, right? Like kind of what we end up. You know what I'm doing now every morning? Oatmeal. You know, it's like I turn into those motherfuckers. You know, shout out to all my euros out there. But then you know, then you say, okay, later you get your little bit heavier, and then okay, a nice or, or bigger lunch and different. To me, when I the more I was training at home during the whole COVID shit. I, I, you know, I felt my gains already as far as my, my gas tank. So that on top of, you know, I got to stay busy because everything was too, you know, be, too, you know, again, I was, you know, with everything with my moms and then thinking of my son, I had to step, you know, my game up and I was like, yo, I can't fuck this up. You know what I mean? My son's just got me. So I was like, right. You know, I, that's when I started like, okay, yo, let, you know, let me watch what I'm eating. And, and okay, what exactly? Not just, oh, don't, I don't just not eat this because of that. I look at my whole shit. What do I need every day? What they say, you need, a, you know, some grains, some protein, some, okay, I make sure I do all that. But okay, I got that. And what I make sure I got to get up and I got to, I got to train every day. You know, I take a day off here. Yeah. I say, I got to. Very simple. I said, my sons want to have a father for as long as possible. That shit's on me. Period. So enough said by that. You know they're gonna have that. So I said, and I'm, yeah. I'm home during this shit. You know what else we're gonna do? You know that's the that's the one thing that came out good out of this shit. This shit was a 
a, a dark wake up call on a lot of shit. You know, not just eating yeah. and whatever, everything, just the, 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 the plan forward, you know, because you know, everybody, you know, everybody got a different, you know, you yourself, everybody had different things happen that put them to another spot in their life where they had to revamp and, you know, your work and all that and get it together. And then now you start that next chapter. Yo, we're in an age bracket where people forget that. In my head, I'm still fucking 18 years old. You know, we all know it's hard not 35. As you're... Well, like when you were at your best, that's like how you tend to like see yourself at that for eternity. I saw that funny meme today about on uh, you ever see those hard times news memes? Yeah. And yeah. it said something about a 40 year old man who identifies as the best two years of his in his 20s. Yeah. And it was like, that's yeah, a lot of us do. Like, you kind of people tend to like, to, uh, like they, they dress all the way through the rest of their life as the whatever the high point was, they dress that way the whole way. You know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah. becomes like you're stuck in a little time capsule of when you saw the yourself as like an ideal. Oh, man, I'm this. And then throughout life, experiences happen. You know what I mean? Things happen. And uh, you still see yourself at that. And you're like, why why is things crumbling around me? Why, I'm, you know, I'm the shit. Why is this happening to me? I don't understand. But it's like you're still seeing yourself as something that you, it was just an ideal. Yeah. It was a time capsule. That's not, everything evolves. Everything progresses. Everything changes. And if you're not willing to change with your needs or with the times or whatever, like you're just going to get, you know, yeah, you, and, you get yourself in and, trouble. And that's what happens. You become that old guy living in the past. I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with that. But like what you said, people felt good at that. That's the best they've ever felt. And like, that's like the guy who has the business job. You know, he's a lawyer or something or whatever. But he got the, the car he had when he was a teen, you know, like Frank the Tank kind of guy. But then he realizes like, yo, the guy, um, he basically left his high point of his life. And he thought it ain't all about money. You want to do, you know, something that you love. And I think that's what happens when you get those people that look like they're having flashbacks is because no matter how good they're doing, they're not happy. You know what I mean? Because I think right. if, you, if you're happy with what you're doing, you, you know, you're going to change with how you're living. You know, you just, you know, it goes with the times. But I had, um, a, I had a really interesting conversation yesterday with Sharky. You know, Sharky? Yeah, from, of course. Uh, from um, up, up our way, you know. And it was about... Um, like tribal, the way the way hardcore is split into like tribal groups, right? Mm-hmm. It's such a unique thing. We were we were what we were talking about was the way how food is incorporated into that. So just to go along with like what we were just talking about, eating habits and stuff like that. There's like certain tribal rituals that we have as hardcore kids, right? where you a, a show itself a hardcore show is a crazy chaotic uh it's so nuts if, if you're seeing it for the first time it's insane yes. you go through your whole life seeing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shows and it becomes normal right but it's still insane even yeah. though it, it it starts to feel normal it doesn't change the fact that it is in its <laughs> essence insane yeah. Okay. Is. The way you unpack all of that insanity 
how do you unpack it? You witness this thing with a group of your friends and your and other people who think like you. How do you break it down afterwards? You meal. Always. There's always yeah. food after a show. And yeah. especially if it's done correctly, a large group of people, maybe some people who don't even know each other, will end up at the same place having a meal together and breaking down what just happened, the, the chaos. And then that forms a bond with people who are already friends. It, it You know what I mean? Yeah. And it imprints something who weren't friends before. If you didn't have the meal, you just continue going to the show and seeing the same people over and over and over and over again. But once you, once you solidify the crazy thing that just happened over a meal, now it becomes something else. Now it's a tribal ritual where you join forces with people and you become like, it turns into something else. It turns into something like almost like magical happens where you're, you, that's yeah, you're how tribes are formed. How families are born. You know what I mean? Yeah. A big part of There's that something. is that people, you gotta, people got all, you know, the, a big part of it is we don't eat with strangers. Even when we eat out at a restaurant, you're not like, on the table with somebody. Now, when you're going to eat where you're controlling who eats with you or not, and you still decide to eat together, that when you eat, you put your guards down. You know, both hands are getting used. You're focusing on something else. And you don't let everybody see you at your most vulnerable. That's like sleeping. Some people don't like to be seen eating or sleeping. Yeah, there's something important about, well, just, just the act of it, like you said, you put your guard down when you're eating, right? So just the act of eating with somebody means something on another level. Yes. And especially, especially if you, if one of the people is providing the food. Exactly. Right? So like if I bring my pizza oven to, to your house and, I'm, and I, I make pizza for your family, that means even more because it's a, the best gift you can ever give somebody. I think I learned that from like a, a, a Krishna friend a long time ago or something, but the way that uh, Krishna teaches, and I don't like follow that, but it, I always thought this was a cool idea. The greatest gift that you can give another person is the gift of food. Cause right. you're saying like, you can hear, this is life. You're going to live another day. You're going to get strength from this. You're going to be healthy from this. I want to see you thrive take some food. That's like the greatest gift you can give another person. So there's something to be said for these, like these, like hardcore meals that we have yeah. where, uh, I, I call it a debriefing yeah. where like after a show, oh, you, yeah. go, you get together and you have to debrief it because it's insane. Oh. Even after you've seen a thousand of them, you might not realize it, but it's, it's insane. Yeah, exactly. And you just saw some crazy stuff and people, People are doing like a mock, uh, a mock battle with yeah, each other. That's what it is. And, like and other, people, and other people are 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 doing this like camaraderie dance, and other people are diving on top of people like fucking lunatics. Yeah. So like the whole thing is so crazy that it it has to be broken down every single time. And the best way to do it is over food over good food that's shared between friends and strangers that you want to be friends with. Yeah. And that's how you like, really, that's how it clicks. 
where you really become friends with somebody is you have that meal together. And that, it almost always happens over that meal. Yeah, over food. Yeah, I mean, that's like some primitive caveman, you know, um, that over water. You know, I, you know, I guess also when you got to share also, you know, the one watering hole back in the day, you know, people yeah. get there becomes, you know, you know, you got to stare yeah, at each other. You have a battle over the watering hole. You can't have like bloodshed in the watering hole. So if we're, if we're either going to ruin this yeah. watering hole <laughs> for everybody or we're going to have peace. Oh, you absolutely. Know? Hell yeah. But man, food is so good, man. I met, yeah, Let me tell you, I, met, I there's a lot of shit I cut out that I, I, I think about all the time. Like I tell you, I always say, if I'm going to eat uh, red meat, it's going to be good fake meat. That means Big Mac meat. <laughs> <laughs> so Something about the Big is, Mac. I'm telling you, like, it's only... It's the next sauce. That's that sauce. <laughs> You know, it's the, it's is that the the special sauce, lettuce, cheese, and the sesame bun. Yeah, <laughs> that shit is heaven. Do so they put pickles on there? Put the pickle on it too. Yes. Throw yes. it in. <laughs> Throw it in. Animal, animal it. Right? What is that? You had the the whole um animal style. You ever you ever fuck with that In and Out in California? That's In and Out. Yeah, um, a little bit. A little bit. I, I mean, it was definitely good. You yeah, know what I, I like? I haven't, had, I haven't had it in a while, but like something that's very good is Five Guys. You ever go to a Five Guys? Yeah, I fries? know you said this. I have a problem with having Five Guys in my mouth. That's the one thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my son roasted. Yo, um, no, that's good, but for some reason, it's like a $20 burger, and if I'm going to pay $20, that shit better say, wag you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the one wag. I, I don't think I, I don't think I ever had wag you, but I heard some good things. Yeah, yeah I heard some good things. Let me tell you something. I kind of, all I do is, is once in a while, chicken breast and salmon, which I was always a chicken guy. But, man, I think of, like, the shittiest food now. Check this out. My son is is really into cooking now. He's, like, really, really into it. And uh, he wants to, like, master all different types of cooking, right? So if uh, this is a trigger warning for the vegans, okay? You might not want to hear this. But he wanted to make Thanksgiving dinner this year. And I was like, man, that's a big responsibility because if you fuck it up man yeah yeah you ruined the whole day for 20 people you know america's most so wanted i said what yeah i said why don't you do a practice meal or two do like a practice thanksgiving so he was looking up like thanksgiving recipe ideas and check out what he did he deboned a turkey oh man so i might need to fly every, over here bro Everything except the leg bones he took out of the turkey. It took him a long time to do it, but he took all the bones out of the turkey. So now it's like a, I don't know, it's just like a, a, a shirt, a turkey shirt. Oh, man, right? a tasty turkey shirt. He filled it, he filled it with cornbread, sausage, oh, stuff. I love cornbread. Wrapped it all up. He wrapped the whole thing back up again, put pins in it so it's all, it's all together and it looks oh, like yeah. a turkey again, except 
It's filled with stuffing instead of bones now, okay? And then he cooked the whole thing. And then when it was cooked, he cut right through it like a loaf of bread. Oh, and there's God. no bones in the way. Yes. So he cuts right through it. And you get a, a uh, section of turkey, like that's turkey the on the outside bread. and his cornbread stuffing on the inside. Yeah. It was one of the best things I ever tasted in my life. You it was, are killing me. It was amazing. It was amazing. You, you are killing me because for everybody out there, I'm just throwing this out there, all you cornbread makers. I love cornbread. Dude, <laughs> you know. Cornbread is like and, something special and, about and, cornbread. And any roasted bird, I'm always, I'm always in there for a roasted bird. You know, for some reason, you know. God, yeah. Man, how so good he, is cornbread? Killed it, and I never even knew you could do that. I never even considered the idea of. It almost makes it like it almost makes turkey gross to me that you could like take the bones out. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. That's like a. You, you know where I've seen that? I had it once, but to tell you the truth, we fucked it up cooking. And then even though we fucked it up, I think it's it was some real American shit. The turducken. Turducken? Yeah. You know that one? They Is that take, the, that's how they do it? Yeah, it's the turkey, the duck, and like a chicken. And then they debone it, and they, they fill it with cornbread, and then they sew it shut. You know, it sounds really? like, oh, oh, yeah, it was a fantasy a bunch of years ago. And me and my wife, rest in peace, she, when she came to America, she, well, for everybody out there who don't know, she was from Europe. But when she came in, we, she heard about it. She was like, get the fuck out of here. I go, this is some real American Gavone shit. And then... Um, she said, what's the, what's the fattest thing Just what the freaking... What's the fattest thing you do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She goes, oh, what, what, what else you fat Americans want to eat? No, but she was like, what? I go, yeah, they take a turkey, the, the, the chicken and the duck, and they fold and they do, you know, but basically we just bought like a small version of it that they sold online. We said, you know what? We're going to get this thing just because, you know, the media got to us. It was all over like, you know, on TV and it was like a little fantasy a couple of years ago, like maybe 15, yeah, like maybe 15 years ago or something like that. We ordered this thing, but we didn't cook it right. And even then it's like, come on, man, what? No, he's just being a fucking animal. Like, you know, you don't even, you, you, it just tasted like everything. You know, it didn't taste like nothing, you know? Yeah. Like, some real American yeah. shit. I love being over the top in some things. But, you know, too, yeah, it's something. too many crossing um, things just don't. Um, it's like uh, everything in moderation, even going over the top. Exactly. You know? That way you can moderate longer. Some, <laughs> sometimes you got to do it, but you got to do it with moderation, man. Absolutely. I think, uh, you got to live. Food is like it's such a it's so incredible, man. Just like it go it goes so far beyond just the fuel for your body. Like it means so many other things to people. And like I don't know if it's just um I don't know if other countries have like stuff like Food Network. I don't know. Yeah, they I'm sure do. they probably do. But like to the Food Network has it, I don't see it as um, – I've heard people refer to it as, like, a real negative thing or a, it's it's greed or gluttony or, you know, just showing how much excess we have. But I don't think that's what it is. I think it's more of a um, – I think people really like that community thing that, that that food does. It brings people together and it, like, it creates a um, 
this this weird tribal ritual and it's just like a it's like an homage to, to and this, the cook the is, and, and the cook and the house is a rock star oh that you also get shine yeah. from that you know it feels good you 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 know you're doing something that you may like you know somebody else likes and now they like it and they're throwing it back yo who does it you know you get that attention if you're into cooking now you got an audience for you know it's like being in a band you know yeah you know you know yeah. You know, sure, we do it for ourselves, but it's great when somebody's clapping for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of like says, oh, good, somebody else besides me likes this shit. And then with food. Yeah, and it's almost like the, uh, the, the, the scary part is writing the song, right, before anybody hears it. And you're like, I oh, like it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> that confirmation from other people and you're like, yes, okay, cool. It worked. I did it right. Because it's like, you like it, but then it's like, I'm sure if you're a cook, you know what I mean? Or chef, you make the thing and then you give it to the person who's going to eat it and you sit in the back like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I know. And they enjoy it and you're like, yes, okay, cool. I did it. And if they make a, a face like, you know what I mean? Then it's, you know, you fucked up. And, and if you make a face and somebody's feeding you, you're a fucking <laughs> asshole. Because you're supposed to take that one on the chin, you know? You're supposed to gas them up. You never, you never, never yeah. tell the truth in that situation. You eat it, you nod your head, you're you go, like, mm, uh, delicious. Delicious. You crazy? A macaroni salad with a pizza mush and the chicken tastes like wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, 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 uh, and did you go to um, that, that pizza spot? I mean, I don't want to get in the pizza thing. But that pizza spot that they went to, the guy in Brooklyn, I saw Luke and, and a bunch of the other guys went. Were you part of that group? Yeah, no, I didn't go. I'm going to go to the next one. But it's it's like a real, like, pilgrimage. Like, he, like, he takes you through, like, stories. Yeah. You know? You know how, like, the, the best Food Network shows is always, like, like Anthony Bourdain? Because it's, like, yeah. you're... A story. It's it a story, good. right? That's what Nino does at his place. Like he brings you through like stories of like what he's cooking for you, and it's uh, he's amazing, man. I, we've been eating his pizza for years, and he's he's incredible, man. Um, but he he's just it's more than just food. It's about the story the and it's like he's giving you like an experience and a piece of like a culture that you didn't you didn't grow up this way. He's he's sh sharing something about his his life with you. It's pretty fucking cool, man. Really yeah, cool. That's, that's funny. Me and me and my son watched them a long time ago on, on YouTube. Um, Cause my son loves pizza and we were watching him flip um, pizzas, like juggle pizza, uh, pizza dough on his body. He, he was like, it's like some old footage, I guess when he was coming up or something, but he was like freestyling with pizza dough, throwing it in the air, like, like a basketball, like doing tricks and shit. He's the pizza champ, man. He really is. He's he's incredible. And he's got he has like really original ideas with pizza and he also does like really incredible traditional things with pizza. And I mean, pizza itself, like come on. It's amazing. That is just <laughs> You know, you know how how how, how much I, I the more that I was never the biggest pizza guy. I grew up eating pizza, but I was never that pizza guy. And then I got into it older, like really, like just in general, like, yo, man, a good pie, a good slice is great, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you, you don't want to be counting calories 
and thinking about pizza because that shit's a nah, big hit to your calorie count. And that's the one part about hard. it. Yo, you know, two slices don't do nothing, right? Two slices is freaking six, 700 calories, amigo. <laughs> that's just mucho yeah. calories. Two slices is like two meals, you know? You know, oh, I, oh, I say, I look at that and be like, yo, I can have two chicken breasts plus this with some of this. You know, you know, with a set, I'm like, yo, fuck that. I want to, you know, and then you think about being full. All right. You don't think of, you know, the, the bells and whistles. You think of like, yo, you know, like, like, this is what, what can I get in that's good enough? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, is it more important? I'm asking a question here. Is it more important to be full or to have something that tastes Amazing. Like, well, what's the most important thing it, at the point that you're at in life? Like, of what you're trying to. Oh, find, right now, my. What's the most important thing you? For me, right now, I, I I don't even. I shouldn't even. It shouldn't even be about. I like everything that I'm eating and all that. But right now, I did all my time doing that. Like, my objective is for my kids. So that means even if everything I had to eat right now had no taste, then that's what's on the menu. No taste and. That, you know, that's where I'm at with that. Like, you know, like in general, there's a there's a point where I think taste should matter more than the, than the other. You know what I mean? In everyday life, you should watch, you know, you, you know, you can't have birthday cake every day. Then, it, you know, it's no longer that special thing. You know, also right. you get a cake is a little piece because it's real rich and real, you know, enough. Then when you eat too much of it, you feel sick, you know, as you know. Yeah. It's just kind of how the way we think. Obviously, my 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 whole thing is what makes a meal more important nowadays is for a bigger picture that's already indented in my head. So I can't, I can't even play. You know, yeah, I cheat. You know, I'll have a cheat thing or that. But even then, my cheats aren't real cheats because I'm like, my brain is somewhere else with it. I'm in a war that's gonna that goes to the day I, I, I croak. You know what I mean? And then the, the war is you're just... Like you're playing a survival game. Yes. And, and, and for everybody out there, no, I'm not dying. Thank God. There's nothing like that. But I'm trying to prolong my life for my kids and for myself, but for my kids. So that means by, and I'm a single dad. So that means by all means necessary, at least, you know, with my lifestyle or whatever. But that's, you know, like now, that's what I said, man. I crave certain things and I could, I could have had my cheat days already, but then I feel like I'm at that point already where I'm like, yeah, I really want that. But fuck, I'll get this much and I'll fill up on this. My brain's already like, you know, semi-reprogrammed to be like, yo, you still like that. You may, you know, you think you like this more than that, but you like this, so that should be good enough. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You know, now I'm just nitpicking, you know? And then yeah. I said, okay, you know, you got to kind of bullshit yourself. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, a, it's like a mental, it's like you're, you're going against a a uh, a lifetime, your entire lifetime of habits. Oh and you're trying yeah. To like out, you're trying to trick your brain into not going back to the same habits, and that's a that's a tough battle, man. That's hard. <laughs> I, 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 listen, and, and that this, in, in the last eight months since those whole shit started, that's why I cut out. I haven't blazed. I, I cut out coffee. I cut out um, um, red meat. Um, fucking. Wow. Oh, I did all of that in, in one shot, in one in one clip. 
And then I said, but I, what happened? I was going to say coffee. Like, did you, Cut was it out. that difficult for you? You know what it was? Because I, I all, like I said, every, basically being out of work, you know, the whole COVID shit, my mom's passing, then just everything, real life caught up to me. And then I, then being lit wasn't taking me away from the problem. It was making me think even more. And then I started bugging myself out. And then, you know, my mom's passing again, all that. And then just, you know, she would help watch my my oldest son. So now it's just me, you know, my brother's here and all that. But, you know, she was my son's mother, basically. So then when that happened, that kicked in and, you know, I was more, I'm more worried. It was more for my son. You know what I mean? And I'm like, fuck. And then that's where I told myself, out by thinking about the worst, everything, you know, bugging myself out, I found all those things were adding to my shit. Not that they're the cause, but they weren't taking me away from it. Like I would have liked it. You know what I mean? Like, yo, let me blaze and that take my head away from it. That shit just made me think about it deeper. Then I'm drinking a hundred cups of coffee and then I got the jitters and I'm thinking all this crazy shit. I was like, yo, this shit's making me feel where I can't control myself. And I'm always in control of myself. And I said, I got to cut out whatever's not making me be under control because I'm a control freak when it comes to myself. You know what I mean? I'm like, fuck that. And yeah. I said, that's what I got to cut out. And, and one day I just cut it out. But again, wow. it, again, is that not like, oh, I got it like that. That's because my sons, you know, that was, that's the only reason. That's the main reason. Because I, I knew I was a single father before that. But after my mom's, she, you know, she was... I, my son had a mother figure, somebody else helping out in that department. So reality became extra real. And then my brain went into overtime. And then I said, okay, now I got to, all that shit I said that one day I had to do, that now is that day. So. Yeah. And the COVID shit, well, that's like, you know, everything. That's a cool, um, that's a good story. That's a good, like, like that's the honorable way to do it, man. And uh, I'm, that's, that's awesome, man. That's good. It's good. Like, um, like something positive, the, whatever positive you can make out of something negative. And it's not, it doesn't take away the negative at all, but it's like, it doesn't mean that it can't positive, you know, I think, I think that's great. Um, it's a crazy, it's a crazy world, man. It's like, <clears throat> if you could have, the, if you could see the clock, if you could see the countdown clock, everything would be so much simpler. You know what I mean? I know. You say, okay, I have time to do this, I have time to do this, and I have, I think I could squeeze that in too. But like, yeah, you don't yeah, know. It'll be yeah. any fucking minute. So it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy world, man. It's such a crazy concept that like, you aren't going to be here. Yeah, like exactly. It's, how it's impossible to comprehend it. It's it's like the to really comprehend it. How how can you actually comprehend it? You lose people, but still, it's just like it's a hard thing to wrap your head around that one day you're not going to be here, and then some. All of these loose ends are what? Who's going to take care of the loose ends? Yeah, what's going to become of that? Exactly, and then make a list of the try to wrap up as many as you can but like you can't it's it's futile it's it's absolutely futile futile to do that um to try to do it 
you can do your best. And I think that's probably what we do as humans is try to like make things easier on the next generation. So they don't have as many struggles and things like that. But those same struggles are absolutely vital to, to understanding what it means to be a human. You'll never know what it means to love somebody until you lose somebody. Yeah. You don't know what it means to really appreciate your life until you watch somebody die. You know, to me, you know, I, I've, I've had the craziest life to me that just seemed normal because I always heard some crazy stories. But when this happened, every I took back at the first person that I know that passed away. That was my homeboy. Or, you know, all the deaths, all the death, life and death situations I've been in. I've been in situations where I should have been killed a couple of times, you know, by by police, by um, enemies and whatever. And none of that shit ever fazed me. And I was the dude that I would bust your balls or, you know, anybody for, ha for even having a slight breakdown. And then the COVID, not just because the COVID, but no working. And then my mom's being sick. And then when that happened, it, 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 everything that I thought about, somebody had brought it up to me. They're like, dude, I don't, I don't know how you didn't break when this happened, this happened, and this happened. Like, you know, you know what? You're right. And then you realize you got to decompress for all those hits you take along the way because those shits add up. And then what happens is you, 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 when it's too late, either you could fall, it could out you, it could finish you, or it could make you fall on the wrong side of, you know, not watching your next move because you'd like just giving up. Because I tell you, believe me, I having that in, from not working, anxiety from not working, you know, the, my mom's the single dad and I'm thinking about my son. My son is the thing that, that, that was the, the, the number one thing. Like, it was pretty funny. Like when that whole shit happened, I was like, yo, my back is hurting. Yo, I think my kidneys are fucked up. Yo, so I basically wrote my, 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 my will and all this shit, <laughs> thinking my back, you know, long story short, I have arthritis in my back a little, you know, the, the kidneys are fine and all that, but I, I was bugging so hard from everything that I was already like, yo, dude, you know, this is what's happening. Like, yo, you know, my everything caught up and I'm like, yeah, I should have, you know, it, it seemed like, why not? You know what I mean? Because everything else was happening. And then, yeah. and then it was like, yo, dude, you're bugging out. People were telling me like, yo, you bugging out. And then I was like, yo, you know, you're right. I am bugging out. And I can't, you know, I'm always the one who catches myself saying like, dude, you know, you're bugging. Check yourself. It, this, I had to check myself. So that's why I started working out even more and doing all that shit. But if it wasn't for that, you know, for the, my whole son and thinking, you know, you like people with during this whole shit, they got to decompress, you know, one way or another or whenever, you know, the bumps you take along the way, you got to let yourself breathe. Yeah, I think it's important for people to have that all the way along the way. It's like we're not – our, our um, society is not really built that way to address those things because yeah. it's such a forward, progressing, you know what I mean, always trying to outdo the next person kind of a, kind of a world we live in. But it's – Every time that something like this happens, right, and I'm speaking from my own experience too, every time that you get to those moments where you're like, you explode and, you know what I mean, you break down or whatever, you you think back and you're like, this was a buildup of 
a thousand tiny cuts. Yep. All these tiny little incidents that built up and built up and built up, and I never, ever let it out. I always yep. just said, ah, I could take more. I could take more than that. I can handle this. That's, that was my whole idea. thing. I'm a man. I could do it. I, this is what men are supposed to do. But there's like, there's nobody. Um, some people just naturally have this, like a, like a, um, a infra infrastructure around them where they can let it out and they have someone to talk to a friend yeah. or a whatever. You know what I mean, or some people have the foresight to be like, I, I should talk to a therapist about this. I think that's like one of the most missing things in the American lifestyle is yeah. the the stressing the stressing the importance of talking to a therapist because it's it's got such a weird stigma around it that you're either it's either um, you're a pussy or it's a waste of time or it's nobody else's business or just shut up man up you know what I mean. Um, you're being a crybaby. There's all these like stigmas around it, but it's not, you're not talking to a therapist for any of those reasons. Typically it's because you're trying to avoid the thing in the future that's coming. If you don't talk to somebody about this stuff now, if you don't let it out some way, you're yeah. going to explode. You're going to break down. No, exactly. My thing, I never had no therapist, but I realized, yo, you got to talk about some shit because, or you got to let it out one way or else it's going to come out in your health or in violence or some shit like that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's going to come out yeah. in, a, in a real bad way. And I, you know, my life since I'm a kid, I had a crazy life with a lot of very crazy things along the way, you know, that, you know, from living a wild lifestyle where I should have been killed. I never thought about it. Then, you know, boom, my wife passed away Boom, right away, I got. I had to go right into overtime because I had a son. So now I'm a single dad right away, you know. You know, he was a year and a half old. Okay, boom. And I've been into that mode. And then on top of that, I, I'm in a band for a living. I'm not in fucking Van Halen. I'm in a hardcore band, which means I got I to gotta be on tour to survive. We don't get no royalty checks despite what all you people think out there. Mabel, we get our money from playing live and from merch that you buy. So make sure you go to CasaTheRock.com. But um, no, <laughs> but the fact is, you know, it, um, it was one thing after another, and then that, and then okay, right away, you know, I was ha I was, I was very lucky. Like I told my son, my son, I tell him because it's, I have to talk about him. You know, not, his mom passing away at an early age. I said, but look how cool that is. You have a grandmother, and we had we share a mother because my mother had to become his mother. You know what I mean? So, boom, right away. I, I had, not not that I had a replacement. He'll never be, you know, I have his replacement, his real mother. But there was somebody there, and then I was able to keep trucking along, you know, being on tour, coming back, my son, my son, this, you know. And then life goes on. And then when this happened was during the COVID, no work, not knowing when we're going to work. Then my mom's passing away. And then all that shit. And then, you know, it all comes back to that. That it took all those hits for me to say, yo, you know what? I should be, I think I'm bugging out. <laughs> like for the first time. And I even called Adam Blake. Shout out to Adam Blake because once in a while I'll hit him up for a yoga routine routine. I'm joking, not a yoga routine. But I'll hit him up about some supplement shit. You know what I mean? Or something. And 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 
you could ask him. Why I, I told him a while ago, yo, um, so should we? You know, it, it must be good to you know get off coffee for like a week or two. You know, I'm like just picking his brain to get hear his whole insight on it. And he was like, yeah, it's great. You know, clear out for it a week or two and then get back on it. And I was like, yeah. And then I started saying, you know, whatever. Yeah, I started kind of, you know, asking him about a supplement or some shit. And then I would always, you know, start thinking. I was like, yo, let me cut off that shit. You know, okay, yeah, I should clear off of it anyway. I've been drinking too much of it. Now that shit's bugging me out. And being home, I was just me and my son. Whoa, where you go, Joe? There you go. Being Hold at on, home, I'm back. Being at home, you know, my brother works and all that, but it was mainly me and my son. I, was, I ain't hanging with no other grown-ups, reality. So a lot of it was just me kicking it with myself. And then I'm like, that's yeah. why I was sort of realizing that people around me were like, yo, you're bugging out, dude. Like, you know, like, you know, you're just working over, you're, you're overtime, but you're not alive. You're, you know, just like, a, you know, I was just focused on, oh, I got to make cook for my son, you know, and then basically what's going to happen next? kind of shit and then I was like word I gotta check myself you know what I mean I was like but again then I realized I said yo you know what I gotta do something then just dwell on it now I was already started to work out with the heavy bag and then that shit that's the shit everybody out there hit that heavy bag hit that heavy bag or fucking lift some weights that shit a fucking that shit helps your brain and it fucking and it it wears you out in a good way there's something like I don't know. It's another, like, one of these weird human condition things that happens when you do something difficult, when you do some sort of hard work, some sort of heavy lifting, something that's, like, physically stressful. You know what I mean? Like, you do something physically stressful, and the mental stress goes, like, this. Yeah, yeah, you channel it through that. Yeah. 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 You know, you always hear people saying it. Like, little tricks that people have and like you know the ancient wisdom that like is sort of it's like tried and true and and stuff that most people should just know in their instinct and it's just not it's not natural to to do these things in our society but there's people figuring it out and you there's there's a lot of examples lately of people who like really push themselves to like uh limits beyond what most people would ever do and it's it the, it provides like some serious mental benefits and relieving benefit and and clar you know mental clarity and um i look at like uh i'm sh- uh, sure a lot of your listeners see john joseph's posts uh, you know he posts shit every day and it's yep. like this is a dude who is like he's I don't know what his um, – I don't, I don't want to, like, speak for him, but he's definitely, like, like fighting something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's, like, every day is, like, fight. It might be a fight against mortality. It might be a fight against a painful uh, a, a past, a, a painful upbringing, whatever. But he's, like, in a fight. And if he's not fighting, he's losing. Yeah. And he was not going to lose. He is not going to lose. So he just gets up every day and he documents it. And that's what's really, really cool about it is that you can see it. It's documented for years and years and years of his regiment and his, his like will to push himself to do something that's so hard, so difficult. Most people would never even consider it. 
and he just pushes, pushes, yeah. pushes, pushes. And uh, it gives him, like, extreme clarity. Otherwise, he would be so mentally stressed, probably. Um, that At least that, that's just what I'm gathering from it. You know what I mean? He would be so um, lost without Absolutely. The physical stress alleviates the mental. And that, and also, like, he wants to live on top of doing exactly what you're saying. But when you want to live that much, you make yourself get up and do shit like that. Like, you know, straight up. Like, motivation is not easy. I don't care everybody. You know, there's days Blood Clot and Toby wake up saying, fuck this. But something reminds hey. them. To, you know, me, no joke. When I started the whole shit, during this whole shit, and with my training and all that, I got my son's name up on a, on a, on a, on a uh, what you call it, a marker board I have in my room of shit I got to do. And I put their names up, and I put it up. And then every time I say, oh, I don't feel like working out today, I look at that and I say, I just put my sneakers on. It ain't even a question. Because you got to, sometimes you need that little quick reminder of like, oh, it ain't, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing it for them. And when it's yeah. for them, it goes I don't care if it ain't raining, we ain't training. We it doesn't matter, you know. When it comes to seeing that, my sons get the 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 the, the million percent Hoya rock. If, even if I just give myself a hundred thousand, they get the quadrillion version of me. You know, so. There's, I, I think. Casarock.com, uh, home of that fly DIY. You want to support the show? Go cop some merch right now. We got a lot of new t-shirts, shorts, and caps available. Welcome, Everything welcome. is made in-house by your boy on the spot. So show some love. Support the movement. CasaTheRock.com is the spot. Oh, man, I lost my train of thought here. I just I, I just think it's so important to, to just be busy. You know what I mean? Like, yes. being busy. And, like, I have a lot of, like, close friends who would say that I keep myself too busy and and I I have too many things going on in my life and I'm, I'm too distracted and you know what I mean stuff like that but like and it, it, you know it's, it's probably a little bit true <laughs> but it's also like I I need to be like this I have to be like this because I'm also like I'm chasing you know I, I'm 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 in a fight myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, we all, we're all, we all are. You know what I mean? I'm not like unique in that, but like, there's, there's, there's battles. You know, personal battles, inside battles, uh, family battles. Like it's just work battles. Yep. Life is a struggle, and like, to to combat it, you have to like be fighting. You yeah. have to fight, man. You got to be like, you got to find that thing in you that's like all right, what's next? What's yeah. next? Like, I need to, what's next? I got to do the thing that's next. And and that's that's me anyway. That's how I'm built. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, some people aren't built like that, but like, if it, whatever it is, even if you're focusing on just that one battle and that one thing, no matter what it is, you still, you got to get up and fight. You got to fight, fight, fight. Because, yeah, um, no, that's for sure. And like, I, I, would, I would say it all the time, like, and, and not to be in a fucked up way, but I would think of somebody who had been in a worse situation, even, you know, stories you heard about and you're like, yo, shit does get worse, you know? And then it's like, you know, my mother told me this and I said it before on another one. 
but this is something that my mother said when my wife was real sick. She came and told me, she goes, I want to tell you something. The greatest thing God gave us, and I always say this, I believe in God, despite all you heathen sloths out there in the world, you know, but <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I, she goes, the greatest thing God gave us was tomorrow. And when she told me that in my head, I was like, Ma, I don't want to hear this bullshit. But the fact is, every day I woke up, you had to do something. I had my baby boy. And the next day I knew I wanted to see a day old. Oh, I watch him walk. I watch him do this. And then it becomes, I was like, yo, I'm glad I had this other day. Unfortunately, there's some other fucked up part of life we got to deal with. But now I got this, you know, that life still goes. And that's still a part of us. That piece of life right there. I got to make sure that, wow, I'm lucky I got, I need that other day. And then I saw the next day got me further to scene it. And I was like, you know, that shit stuck in my head forever. That shit could be on one of these fucking, it might be one of these Kung Fu Panda movies. But she told me that and when she told me, <laughs> when she told me that, it never made more sense to like literally days later being with my son, you know, during, you know, having him through people, you know, her being sick and treatments and all that wild shit. And then I was like, yo, he needs me. Yo, I got to, every time I got to wake up and I was good, I said, oh, even better. Again, fast forward now makes me think, okay, you know, if I wake up and I and I don't have to go to the hospital for nothing, it's a win. I won for the day. Yeah. The son got clothes. He, I'm making his food. You know, we have the lights put on, and I don't got to go to the hospital. We won. We won yeah. today. One my day, daughter was I win every day. My, my daughter was visiting recently, and she, she was doing a um. Doing like a workout video, like a Peloton workout video. And I was like, I went over there. She's like, you want to do this video with me? I was like, yeah, okay. So I'm like doing this like like a no weights aerobic workout with her in the living room, you know? And the instructor said something that I was like, this <laughs> is this in the middle of like agony. Because I'm like, man, this is fucking hard. Like I could do half of the stuff she was doing, you know? And um, she said, feeling pain is a privilege. Being able to work out like this is a privilege because there's a lot of people who would love to do this and they can't and they're paraplegic or they're, they're in bed or they're sick and they can't do it. So this is a privilege and feeling this pain is a privilege right now. So yeah. shut up and do the thing. It was like some crazy like, you know, burpees or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, damn, I wish I, I, wish I didn't hear it. Cause it's so true. It fucking hurts my feelings. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. like the, it's like the most true thing when you're in agony and you just want to be like, shut up. But yeah, like, I, damn, I, that's, nah, the truest, yeah. that's the truest thing. You know, say again, the same kind of thing. You know, I would think about, you know, how, you know, uh, unfortunately again with my son, you know, his mom doesn't, but I said, look how lucky I am. She fucking passed away at 30 years old. I was like, look it, you know, I'm over here at 35 right now. And look at, no, you know, I'm much old, I'm a little older than that. But you look how many people that we're losing, you know, they're, they're dying young and still they made it to their 50s at least. You know what I mean? I start thinking, I'm like, wow, man, you know, you really are lucky every year you're here, you know, to enjoy something within that year. Very, very lucky because along the way you lose shit. Besides that, your, your your clock is ticking, and it's like every year, you guys like you really learn it up, and then you start thinking, look at rest in peace, pass, 
you know, pops, mad young. A lot of people, young people. <laughs> yeah. A yeah. lot of young people passing away in the fifties in your fifties. That's young. You know, that should be young. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not for dying, how they're dying now. Like, unfortunately, and it's like, you know, I had my mother till she was 80 years old at least. And there's people that have older and younger, but I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I, I started telling myself, I'm lucky to have her 40 plus years. My son's lucky to have her 12 years, you know, where he could remember her. You know what I mean? That's another thing people don't understand. You know, you want to, I, I wanted my son to also have a woman figure around, not to just be raised by gorillas. You know, he got to be the civilized yeah. version of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And then I was like, so I'm I had, glad he got that. Yeah. I, growing up, um, my, my mother's mother passed away when she was six years old. And it never hit me until I was like deep into adulthood. And I'm talking about like like three years ago. I'm 43 right now. Yeah. I was probably I was probably 40. It really hit me, of like, oh man, like all of the whatever issues and hangups I ever had with my parents. Like, oh, my parents grew up fucked up. My parents had problems. My mom grew up in a weird, crazy house. My dad grew up, uh, you know, a abused. And like that's they did. They did pretty good considering. Yeah. I, it's still like there's still things that like hurt because, you know, things. Yeah. But like considering where they're coming from, they did pretty good. Yeah. And, and uh, I, like there's, there's, a, there's a point you get to in your life um, because, uh, you know, to, full disclosure, like I do talk to a therapist. I talk to a therapist <laughs> every single week. I talk to somebody. Well, you tell me. And we talk for an hour. And uh, just like I vent about whatever happening in my life, and he uh, he kind of he, he it's not like he gives me advice. It's more like you're giving yourself advice, and he holds the mirror up. So when you see it, you it has to be because you said it and you thought of it. You know what I mean? Um, it, that that's more what it's like is holding a mirror up to you. Yeah. And then you start to see what you don't like about yourself, and saying like. Oh yeah, I, when when I when you hold that mirror up, I hate I hate myself from that angle. So I could change this thing about myself, and you yeah. thank you for showing me. You know? Yeah. So, um, what there's there's a point you get to. This is something I learned from him. Is that there's a point you get to in your life where you start to see your parents for what they are, not as your your providers, and not as your oppressors and not as like this separate entity you start to say like oh that's me yeah I, that's me we're on the same level now and yeah. i can completely relate and and um i hit that maybe a little bit late in life i don't know i i feel like culturally some cultures are better at recognizing that early and some cultures have like a deep respect for parents yeah definitely um americans are, are a little bit wilder and when I don't just say when I say when I fuck around, say all oh, white guys, I don't mean uh, uh, I'm old country white people. I mean, American white people where 18 years old, they tell their kids to get out of the house. And when their parents turn 60, you're in an old folks home. That's some shit that Latin people don't do. You know what I mean? Where, where, where you, 
I want, I tell my son now, I'm brainwashing my son in one way that he makes sure he keeps at least a room in the attic for his crazy father. I said, I'll stay out of your house, out of your way for your kids. If I'm going to be a single pops, I want to be with my son, at least to, to know where he's near. I go, I'm cool with it. I'll be out of your way. I won't be in the way, nothing. Just keep a spot for the kid in there. Like, I don't, I want to be next to him to the day I go. Do you prefer attic or basement? I think, man, you're right. Maybe the basement. But it depends where. If there's flooding or what. Yeah. But uh, keep think, a room uh, for the kid somewhere. I just, I just hit that point. Like, personally, I just hit that point, you know, in my in my recent years where I started to, like, I, like, actually call my mom, call my dad, and and apologize for shit that I did that, like, I didn't – I was seeing it this whole time through like these ridiculous teenage goggles and I'm a grown man with a family and like, but I just, you have to live through certain things to yeah. be, to be able to relate. And then you live through a thing or make a mistake or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like you, you go through, you go over certain hurdles and then you look back and nothing looks the same anymore. So like now, I could call my dad and say, hey, listen, uh, I, I never asked you what this was like. I just yeah. looked at you, pointed a finger, and tried to feel sorry for myself instead of asking you, you know, damn, man, that must have been hard. That must have been tough. Like, how did you get through that? Is it, is, is it still affecting you? Are you still like, you know what I mean? Like, those type of things are to come with, with age and experience so just to be able to do that. But culturally maybe another like i think if you're raised a certain way you might get to that point a little quicker yeah i was also generation you, you know yeah. the way our parents thought was like hey you got to keep working you got oh yeah that's cool you got a problem but i got a problem too deal with it that's that generation you know they were meant to that's why you got a bunch of psychos alcoholics child abusers and fucking because they had that whole pent-up shit and they're like yo you got to let that shit go that's why I, t I tell people i was like you got to let that shit release that shit every time you hit a bump along the way. You let that shit add up, it's going to come out in a bad way. You're going to be abusing your kids. You're going to get become, you know, dependent on some, or you're going to come out, you know, you know, I, I'm a sucker for violence. And, you know, when I'm, when, when I'm in the winning side of it or watching fights or something, you know, you know, but it's like, you know, um, you got to really, that's, that's, I don't need to live off of it. If I see it, okay, whatever. But like, I don't want to ever be not in control because of what my what I already knew was adding up. Like, you know what happened to yourself, you know, along the way. All those things happen to you. So I need, I can't let that beat me. So if that makes me flip out in a way, that shit beat me. And in my head, I got to be the champ of champs. <laughs> That's the the one thing with me. I got to run my shit. That's why when I started feeling out of control, I said I got to do what what I think keeps me in check like with if it was cutting out the coffee the this and that i was like nah fuck that i gotta be in control and that made me fight with myself and uh, you know at least for in a good way but i'm like you gotta learn you know it, again along the way thank god now you know um i wasn't living a rec real reckless lifestyle but i was able to to, to, to use a negative into a positive and everybody don't got that shit my only advice is yeah. that people let that shit out along the way when something happens, go to a bar if you drink, 
and talk to a stranger, but talk to somebody about it. You know what I mean? Get a heavy bag and hit that shit out. You know, do something like that. Somewhere you ain't going to kill yourself because you're going to regret it when you're dead. <laughs> Believe yeah. me. Because life's too too good. You know what I mean? Life's still too juicy. There's a lot of really, like, there's a lot of things worth living for, man. There's so much, like, the, the experience that you can, that you have from birth to death. I, I think in, in most cases, the, the, the path you travel is so small and tiny and short and like you cover so little ground. You only see so many places. You yeah. only meet so many people. We are fortunate that we have the, um, I guess it's like a, whatever that bug is, that, that wanderlust or that like thing where you, where you, you needed to be in this band. You had to go on tour. You had, to, there was like a thing that you had to like, get out there and like go widen your path. But like most people don't do that. Most people aren't Hoya Rock. Most people don't, aren't ever going to live the life that you lived. Right. And that's a, it's just a shame to know that people limit themselves and would literally cut them, cut it short. When you only did this much. I know. You cut it short. You only did this much. You only had you only had this much time at all, anyway, and you only did this much with it. So, like, it's it's just, it's just such a sad thing, man. It's so terrible, man. People like, um, it's such a uh, it's a waste. But it's just again, you can't you can't live somebody else's life or be yeah. in their skin. And it must be absolutely torturous and agonizing for that person to actually make that decision that that's what they're going to do must be it must be hell it has to be absolute a living hell and then you decide that that's the the choice terrible absolutely i i, I couldn't even imagine i mean i guess i could imagine you know i, I don't th i've never been that deep myself i've been i've been low but I've obviously never been that low. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm still, so yeah. um, it's a sad thing, man. It's a really, it's, you, it's sad because of the waste. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody, you know, the waste. Yeah. You know, you know, again, that depressed where you do some to yourself. Cause I, I'm like, I, ne I would never had that mentality. I never did even that, but I also saw it from a different angle because when my my wife was sick, basically she had a very rare um, uh, um, um, cancer that basically, you know, they already the countdown was on. At one point, we were going to other countries getting quack doctor medicines to try. We did. We fought every every second of as far as we could fight. With every hope from, if it meant rub holy water, do that. That it meant fucking rub, you know, go to a mosque and spin around. The, we did whatever doctor, whatever we're concoct. We did everything we could do to get another day of life out of her. So there's no way when I saw that and she knowing that she was going to go and still like, yo, just one more day, one more day. See, you know, all that. And then I think, yo, you know, not that I, 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 I don't feel bad for people who, 
you know, who um, do something, you know, end themselves because of depression or something. That sucks. But I see it in a different way. And, and the people in their world, I can't get in their heads. That's their reason. Their life was that, is that over. But I seen it from what we fought to live. I don't know no other way. You know, I don't know no other way. So I I'm think like, that's the normal way. That's the normal way. That's the way it's, that's the, that's the instinct way. That's the, the human nature way to fight for life. But then sometimes something breaks in there. Yeah. And they, they don't, they, they don't, they don't want to fight anymore. They want to actually speed it up. Yeah. They want to fast forward through it. I know. And that's it's like. Horrible. It's sad because, you know, terrible. like everyone in their head, they think it's at its worst. When I'm like, yo, it ain't at its worst. It's bad, yeah, you know, for you right now. Perfect. Again, well, my mother always said that one, the next day. The next day means, yeah, it was bad, but not that bad. You're here another day. You live another day. Another further day further away from something. Another day for an opportunity to pop up. Another day towards freedom. Another day towards a, a, a new cure. Another day towards, you know, you have that one little laugh. Then that one little laugh becomes to a bigger laugh. And the next thing you know, you're back in business. And it's like, yo, but if you don't give yourself that, those, you know, you know, you, you, you fall in those little deep pockets, but if you don't wait, you got to do the waiting game. You got to play that waiting game. That's where people fold. You know, but I'm like, yo, just wait. You got nothing else to do. You know, often yourself is yeah. too easy. You know, it's too easy. Right. You know what I mean? Give it a tell. You know, like, I hear you. That's like when, when you're losing the game, I was the king of that. I would just flip it over and say, all right, fuck it. You know, and, you know not even fit. But then you're like, man, I don't know. I could have probably flipped the game or I had a chance of winning. And I'm like, fuck. You know what yeah. I mean? And then you realize, oh, I, I use that shit for everything. And I'm like, just wait it a little longer. You know, you, you know, like anything. You sell houses now. You know how that game plays. You can also play that, wait a little longer, play the game. You might be playing and they're playing. It's a game. And you get, oh, guess what? You waited extra, a little bit longer. This just opened up and people have opportunities. Opportunities are everywhere, you know, and with everything, not just jobs. We're just meeting, everything. meeting somebody, everything. a new TV show you like. You know, something's going to pop up that's going to stimulate you. Yeah, there's a, there, there's a mentality, and these people tend to draw to each other. People who are always looking for the opportunity yeah. to say yes. Always be open to saying yes to a thing. Yeah. And, uh, there's like a Jim Carrey movie. It's a bad analogy, but there's a Jim Carrey movie about that where he like he was hip, like hypnotized or whatever, and he had to say yes to everything. And it took him on like a crazy journey. But like, if you're open, if your eyes are open and you're feeling strong and you're feeling positive and you're feeling healthy and you're feeling like you're looking around, you're aware of everything and you're in your own, you're, you're, you're at peace with yourself. You're open to seeing things. You're open to saying yes to opportunities. And when you're depressed and you're, and you're low and you're, you know what I mean? You're only thinking of the negatives. That's all you're going to see. You're only going to see negatives and there's positive opportunities that will present themselves to you and you will be blind to it. You'll just be blinded and you won't be able to go down that path that, maybe could have turned into something better. It's yeah. always a, there's always like the, that choice, that like moment of making a choice where like I could do, I could go do this thing that's difficult, but if I pull it off, holy shit, this, 
this, you know, this could come out of it. Something beautiful could grow from it. And um, those are the opportunities that when you're depressed and you're low, you just ignore them. You push them to the side. You don't care anymore. And that's the sad thing is like the opportunity to do something difficult and build something that wasn't there before is a gift. It's a, it's a privilege. Yes. It's like that, that work. It's a privilege to be able to work hard and feel that pain, but also be able to build a result for yourself out of nothing. That's a privilege. You know what? And, also uh, it is that we're lucky. We have people around us, good people around us too. If it ain't just a talk to all that could point it out because you know, if I didn't have also people around me being like, yo, dude, you're, you're acting out of pocket. Like, you know, like, yo, you're, you're, you're not like that. Sometimes you need somebody to remind you, you know, and if you, not everybody has that, you know, that's why you get lucky too to have people around you that ain't going to, they're going to tell you, you know, what it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and I have a, like mostly like, you know, I don't know. I, I do have those people around me. I definitely do. And you know how we do, like, as, like, men, you try to, like, that's why I don't tell nobody nothing. Yeah. Because so, <laughs> I don't want to say anything. I don't want to hear their advice because it's probably right. And it's exactly. Gonna when I, so I keep my mouth shut. But, like, you know, you have those very intuitive friends maybe who will figure out that something's up, something's wrong. What's the matter? What are you doing? This ain't right. You're fucking up here. What's going on? Like those those kinds of friends, they always yeah, that that's so important to have in your life. Yeah. Those kinds of people, man. That's why I think these podcasts are important because some people don't have that and it's like they're jumping in on a conversation and it might be on a subject that they, you know, they're thinking or it's just like, you know, you you know, you're flying a wall to like dudes you might, you know, uh, be interested in on the, on the way they look at things or whatever. That's why these things are like. I know it's. I know this has happened to you for sure, where somebody hits you up about a podcast, you, podcast that you did, and they say, "Yo, wow. man, I really needed to hear that." Yeah, I needed to hear that thing. For yeah, sure, no. that's happened to you. Absolutely, I know it's happened to me. You know, no, no, and for like, sure. And and and. I'm trying to talk to my friend. I just want to have a fun conversation with my friend. But if there's a side benefit for someone else that they. I, you know, one of us says something that they needed to hear in that moment. That's amazing. And tell me every time, because I need to know that there's uh, I need to know that I'm not just like spinning my wheels, that I'm uh, that this is not just me uh, yep. having a self-service thing. I'm actually doing something, you know? Exactly. That's why I would hear a podcast, the same thing. While I'll be, I, you know, you know, me in general, too. There's no shame in my game. I don't give a fuck, you know. I know who I am, and I say whatever it is. I'm not one of these dudes that high. Sh That's why I got no shame in my game saying, yo, you know, I started bugging out, so I had to do this and that. I was having anxiety because of this, this, and that. Because you know why? Also, I would hear a podcast or see Mike Tyson talking about, yo, I had anxiety, and I'm like, yo, that's like the hardest dude in the world. And I'm like, yo, if that dude had it, of course that's what I have. And that's what I bet a lot of people have. And I say, yo. I wouldn't have said it unless I heard it from that dude. And then I'm like, yo, I'm not here for therapy for anybody, but I'm just here to say, yo, that shit could happen to you. <laughs> because I shared a great video. Uh, I think it was yesterday, I believe, on my uh, Instagram story. Like, I saw this video and I had to share it because it was Mike Tyson. There was this real, like, like a, like a street dude, like, that was 
trying to explain how he was trying to explain to Mike Tyson how why he's got to be like hard and why he can't stand people who 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 flip on their their boys and how he snitch and stuff like that. Which is like, of course, it's reasonable understanding. I, you know, I can't, I can't understand how people do that. You know what I mean? And Mike Tyson said they do it because they're scared. He's like, I was, a, I'm a, I'm the, I'm scared too. I'm a coward sometimes. I get scared. I get, uh, I get anxiety. I get just like you're saying. Like he was, he's admitting all these things to this dude that's trying to look. When you're talking to Mike Tyson, you yeah. want to look. You don't want to look like a bitch. We're talking to Mike Tyson. Of yeah. course you will because yeah. he's Mike Tyson. But you could you try your best at least. And he was do, putting on his best face and trying to do it. And Mike Tyson started talking. And there was two dudes. And they literally, as he was talking, they both just went like this. <laughs> yeah, they just yeah. put their hands down like little kids because it's like I, – I, it gave me chills. It literally – it gave me chills watching it because I'm like – this guy has been to – he was a god. Yeah. He was the heavyweight champ of the world. That is like – that is god status. You're temporarily at god status. Yep. That's how – in America anyway, like the heavyweight champ. And as a man, to feel like, yo, I'm the toughest guy in the world. Yeah, the toughest guy in the world. That is like temporary god status. And for that dude – to show himself the way he does his every ugly little piece of himself, every scared little piece of himself, everything. He, he doesn't hold anything in. He lets it all out. And for, if he can do it, man, damn. Like, <laughs> they just bowed their heads like in respect. Like, like it, it's amazing. He's, yeah. one, I don't, he, he's got like, you know, his, his, past and just you know whatever questionable things he did and this and that but like for what he is now for what he is right now and I don't know him personally but for what I can see that that dude is on some some next level like like spiritual shit yeah for and, sure and he's included himself he's not a dumb jock he's not a dumb jock he's like no no he got in tune with himself and you can tell because you get to a point where you don't give a fuck about anybody else no more. So you will say that because that really shows he don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about him. You know what I mean? He'll be yeah. like, he always, he always say like, yo, I was crying. I just cry sometimes and this and that and this and that. And then I be hearing shit like from him. I'm like, man, I don't even do that. And I'm like, oh, but if it's happened to him, of course that could happen to me. You know, why wouldn't it happen to me or, or that? And I'm like, that's why I said like before. Not that I, I, I feed off other people's misery, but it helps you like a guideline. Oh, this happens. You ain't the only one because you think you're the only one. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you always think you know, this, this is only this happening to me. Nothing else. I, uh, like they, they don't got a cure for what you have. There's always a, you know, some, yeah. some type of, not in every situation, but a lot of times it's your, Mike Tyson said it himself, as a matter of fact. He said something. Our brains are designed to kill us, to kill us. Your own brain is designed, if it means eating, indulging in drugs, sex or whatever. And I'm like, it's a fact. What you got to do? Let me be on a diet. What I got to do? Let me think twice before I hit that. Let me do that. And why? Because if not, our brain is going to say, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And I was like, yo, this motherfucker, you know, he's right. 
You know, and if it that's crazy, yeah, and he's <laughs> fucking like, that bugged me out. I'm like, wow. He Damn. said it like they go, our brains are designed to kill us. So you got to keep it in check. I even wrote it down in the thing because I look at it, I go, yo, that motherfucker's right. And that's the, the champ who programmed himself to say, I kill everything. Nothing gets past me. And he even knows, like, I got to check that. Also. I'm a fuck up or I'm a, you know, somehow in the mix, he realized this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you realize it's the focus, you know, how you focus your brain on, like, you know, Again, a bunch of months, I think I'm dying from my, and then you realize I got back, back arthritis, but then my focus became something else for a plus. You know what I mean? It's like, you got to just, when you realize what you're working with, then you kind of could put it in the right room. But you got to just not yeah. think that everything's, that the house is built as it is. No, the interchangeable parts. You just got to realize that. Then you're like, okay, let me, I got to work on this, but I, while I'm working on this, I could do this. That's gonna build me up in this way, so I can do this easier. You know, you sometimes you gotta get through those fucking humps. And thank God for dudes like Mike Tyson and shit like that. And then I'm like, yo, if he didn't talk about it, I would be, you know, I'd be searching for some medical, you know, a medical answer that I can't just find unless I went to a doctor or have, you know, research Google and then kill myself because everything on Google tells you you're gonna die. You know what I mean? <laughs> So it's like, yeah. no, I'd rather hear about experiences. And then I'm like, and then you realize that's what this shit does. It, it helps you kill time. And it feels, for some people, it's the next person in the room. You know, so they don't feel like by themselves. I do that shit every time I work out. I don't even listen to music anymore. I'll put on a podcast. So it feels like somebody's there. And I, I listen to the convo. That keeps me more occupied while I'm, if I'm riding or, you know, working out, hitting the bag. I'm still listening. And then I'll be like, ah, oh, laughing. Yeah. Whatever. I'm like, as therapy. Uh, this is just a, I'm, something I'm wondering. Do you watch, you seem to me like you don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah, not at all. To be you honest with you. listen to conversation and write music. Well, yeah. In my room, I only have, I got no basic cable. I just got Netflix, Hulu, fucking Amazon Prime. And my computer. So I only watch, I, first of all, for the whole pandemic, I watched Survivor 1 through 40 like 10 times because I'm a Survivor fanatic. But that's it. I would do that, work on music, work out, and count calories. That's what I did for the past fucking eight months. But in general, I, I wasn't a big watching TV guy. I'd watch YouTube for videos or like, you know, shorts or like, you know, podcasts on video. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I kind of killed. Because you could kind of still do something and not have to focus on it like a movie. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of like just being in the room with somebody. It's so weird that there's this whole medium designed to, where, to, to, to stop you from thinking. Yeah. Like, TV is designed... Like, when you want to watch TV, it's like, oh, I don't want to think anymore. I just want to sit down and watch something. And you sit down, and a thing happens in front of you, and you don't have to make decisions, and you don't have to, you don't have to answer to anyone, and you're just, like, sitting there going. And, yeah. and, like, you're not accomplishing anything. No work is being done. No progress is being made. Nothing, edu you know, maybe educational. You're learning a thing you didn't know before. But, like, it's such an odd thing. I don't. I see podcasts in such a different way, 
because a podcast typically is a conversation. Yeah. Which is a very that's a human thing to do. Yeah. Is to have a conversation. Yeah. That's what that's what we're good at as humans is conversing. Yeah. And and uh that's how like real education happens is through conversations, I think. And uh For sure. and experience like you just said. So it's so funny to me. Like I catch myself in a, a bad habit of like, all right, uh, it's this time of day, time to put the TV on. And then you, you sit there and you're putting it on and flipping around and you're not even really paying attention or you're scrolling through Instagram or you're, you're watching a video on your phone while this thing's on in the background. Yeah. And it's just like nothing's accomplished here. You know what I mean? Yep. And in those times when, you, when I catch myself, I say, all right, what, you know, what can I do right now? Like, I, I just, it's like, I saw it. I saw that mirror. I saw the ugly side. I saw the ugly thing I want to change. So shut it off. What's the thing I can do now? And those are times where you get like good chunks of work done. Cause you're motivated and you're like, I'm gonna, I'm going to write lyrics right now, or I'm going to finish up these contracts right now, or I'm going to, uh, you know, whatever I go uh, clean my room, whatever it is. Like I'm going to do something. That's positive for me. That's that's actually this, work. This is a big part of it. There's two things that when you watch TV or something, you're taking two of your senses, which keeps you. That's seeing and hearing. You're not going to do nothing. When you have a podcast, you're just using one of your senses. That's number one. Number two, I think for me, why I like it more, if you could get my attention, look at you put something on fire, somebody getting punched in the face, a hot girl, you got my attention. You put that, anybody could get me visually attention-wise. Now, get me over here. It got to be something that, that touches, that, you know, that, you know, that touches a chord in your head. And then to get caught, you know, sonically, just hearing through a combo where you don't even need the visual and something got you, whoa, I wonder what he's going to say about, yeah, I get it. I think that's a deeper connection. And, and on top of yeah. that, you're able to still work if you need to work. You know what I mean? It doesn't occupy all your senses. You know, like driving. You could drive, put a podcast on. You know, I love music. Don't get me wrong. But I'll put on a podcast, a combo, and then I'll hear about just certain things, topics that get get my goat more than something else. And I'm like, yo, I want to find out about that more than, oh, I know what's going to happen in this movie. The dude's going to blow up. He's going to get right. that chick. And then they're gonna at the end, they're going to smile. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? And nine times out of ten, you start watching the same movie you've seen a, a million times anyway. Yeah. And you, you know about art. How many times have you seen Nacho Libre? Oh, not enough. <laughs> right? Too many. It's like you already know it by heart. It's something you love and you recite and you say, oh, you know, and I kind of squeeze. And you know all the parts coming up. But, like, I don't need to watch it again. I already know it's funny. I already know I love it. Yeah. But I need that if I don't want to have to think, I could put something like that on. And I don't have to think, and that's dangerous, you know. Especially like when you're when you're fighting, when you're chasing that clock, you know, you're running against that clock, and you and you realize it, and you recognize it. That's the kind of stuff where you look back. I I would imagine that if I were if if I let's say like I'm gonna die 30 years from now, and I'm imagining myself on my deathbed, thinking back to like regrets, you know. One of my biggest regrets will be like, fuck, I wish I didn't watch so much TV. I wish I, you know what I mean? I, 
I wish I could take back some of that TV time and and uh and, and replace it with like you know whatever anything else that's that's work and beneficial for me that that I love doing anything yeah, replace yeah. It with and again anything I'm else. a movie guy I love it I haven't been in a lot of movies lately like watching movies and stuff but I'm a movie guy and I love don't get me wrong but I noticed that um. You know, again, a conversation is a brand new movie. If it's a good movie or a bad movie, that's another story. But it's always a brand new movie. You know what I mean? It ain't another, you know what I mean? It's a, yeah. it's constantly, I, I, my brain is always, you know, working. And I'm always, you know, I, I'm always out trying to think of the other angle of whatever they're going to say. Oh, but what about this? What about that? So it's constant like an exercise. Me kind of, I want to get stumped. You know what I mean? Because I'm always right. wondering, oh, shit. I'm like, I didn't know that. Oh, now I know that. You know, okay, I got one up on somebody else. You know, that's how my brain yeah. works. Like, just trying to be one up on the next motherfucker. But fucking listening to the shit. And I'm like, but then I caught myself. My, even my son says it. Yo, you don't even hear music all the time. You know, I put on oldies once in a while, some hardcore shit. But he goes, yo, you just, you love podcasts. I go, yo, I chill out by myself also. It's like. You know, I got to be around somebody else who doesn't just play fucking Fortnite all night, all day, and fucking watches Nuvatu and fucking pan yeah. animation shit. You know what I mean? I know people have heard us talk about uh, Mafia like too many times, right? Uh, Love that. My man. son got this game. My son got a game on his laptop, and it's it's Mafia. And they actually learned like, how to do it? It's the rules of mafia, but it's a it's a, a game that you just log in. You know, you go on the on the on the website and you play mafia against strangers around the world. It's, it's and crazy. it's like the way we played it. It's called Among Us. It's you called know, Among we, Us. Man, how many years we were trying to figure out how we could fucking make that fucking hardware? <laughs> Remember, we were and we talked about having the tournament. Yes. Remember that? We talked yep. about having a tournament in New York City. In Manhattan. Uh, yes, at the Civic Center. In Manhattan. <laughs> in Manhattan at the Civic Center. Yeah, the Javits Center. We would all have to wear top hats, too, I think, was part of it. We would have to, like, the, like the gentleman's ball. But somebody figured it out, and it's called Among Us. I'm a gentleman. And, uh, it's it's pretty dope, man. It's cool. It's it's like different characters. It's not called mafia. It's not mafia uh, based like the the version we play. Yeah. But it's the same rules. It's the same thing. And you have like a little animated character that walks around and like interacts and asks questions and talks. Get and, you out know, of you gotta, I, gotta, I gotta check you it gotta out. Gotta somebody out. Yeah, it's dope. For everybody out there in freaking podcast land, we talk about this game a lot. We're gonna go through it right now. But it's a game called Mafia. You play with a bunch of people, and we we probably spent some. We not probably, but we spent dozens of hours playing this game on the road and backstages all around the world. Um, um, yeah. it, uh, it's a, a mind fuck of a game, and probably the greatest game ever that I ever played in my entire fucking thirty five years of living. Um, yeah, best the best it's the, the best. Only- that I played over and over and over consistently without being bored of it. It's exactly. literally the only I've ever found. But if you look you online, know, my the original, or the, adult life. if every, anybody online wants to check out what we're talking about, the real version was, was started by a, a Russian professor. I think it was called Wolf or something. It was like, 
It's a theme game. You could Google it. But um, it was taught to us by the Unearth guys. Shout out to Scumbag Susie and all of those guys. They showed us a game of shit, of being a, a, a basically being a, a, a dirty scumbag in this game. They pushed it. They passed it to us because they knew we would enjoy it. And then we pass it to our other friends that we thought would enjoy being scumbags. And fucking uh, very slick game. It's all about uh, poker faces, but it's uh, an addictive game that we've been trying to figure out how we could bring it to the masses. And I guess some nerds already beat us to it. Well, did you ever try to play it when you're not on tour? Um, no, because it works better when you're forced, when you got nothing else to do, and the people on the same wavelength. You know, like, again, when you're on the road, it's tribal. You know what everybody did that day. We all did the same shit. We all woke up. We were all in the cold room. We're all in the thing. We're all waking up. We all got to do our job of the day. But then it's like, okay, now we, what's something we all got in common? Okay, we could play this game and bug out. At yeah. home, people got, you know, everybody, like, oh, I had a long day at work. One guy was home all day. The other dude, his wife is cheating on him. The, the other, you know, the one kid is a brat. He's, he's, you know, and then not, not everybody's on the same way, you know, wavelength. You know, I think on the road, yeah. you're, you know, like you're forced to do something. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? And it makes it, it makes you make it, it, you can enjoy yourself. At home. And uh, it's just, I was so excited. And I'm like, oh my God, this, I'm going to, I'm going to kick this party up a notch. Yeah. You know, like, I remember the, the first time I learned it, uh, coming home from tour and going to, a party at my friend's house with like, you know, there's probably like 40 people there. And I took like 12 of the, my best friends at the party. I was like, yo, meet, meet me in the, in the dining room, at the, whatever, you know, we're here. And, and we all got there and I'm like, all right, check it out. And I had the cards already. And they were like, what are you doing? Like, what? We were just at a party. What are you doing? I'm like, trust me, this is better than the party. Trust me. You're going to love it. But nobody, I think you're right. It's like being forced to play it. Not being forced to play it, but having no other options. Yes. But to play. And you it's wanna, not being forced. Yes. It's like, well, are you going to sit over here and do nothing? Or you want to come over here and, and yell at your friends for a little bit? Exactly. Like it, I, that makes it, that's what makes it work. You know I played what I, it one time without being on tour once. Uh -huh. um, and it wasn't that long ago, actually. It was like a month a month and a half ago and, and, uh, I played my son, and it actually worked out really good and uh it worked out really well believe it or not like surprisingly well and that's why he started playing that game among us you know what i started thinking that only um, um asshole musicians were meant to play that game because it only seems like musicians <laughs> would understand it right yeah like, yeah i think you're right man you know i don't know why but there's something there, fucking, you know, there's something about that game and all that. And this whole shit, like, you would think this would be the perfect time to play Mafia when people are home. But well, first of all, you don't got 12 people to play with. And then also, it ain't the same. You know, it's something exactly like, I don't know, you got to be like in a in a shitty place. You know, it's like you're in jail and you're making the best of it. Can you do, uh, is there a way we could play Mafia over Zoom? Yes. That's something we're gonna we're gonna talk about in the near future because they could definitely get mad people there. We need yeah. to get on that, yeah. Yeah, we got to do a yeah, Zafia, Zafia, yo fucking um, <laughs> <laughs> yo we're gonna fucking no, but fucking um, but what's up with you anyway? So 
you got you. What's the deal with the houses? I know you're you're, you're selling um um uh, what do you call it? real estate now? You're doing real estate, right? A question yeah, I have. Yeah, I sell real estate. That must be doing very yeah. good now because I see everybody leaving major cities. So I'd be thinking like, wow, people you know people who are selling and then the right location they've seen a lot of traffic i live in the right spot in pennsylvania for for it you know what i mean there's um i mean there's people leaving new york city like thousands daily just leaving leaving so the closest cheapest place to live is right on the other side of the new jersey border in pennsylvania right where i'm at that's the pocono mountains and that's like very large you know, you know it. so like it goes, it goes way down. The price of everything, taxes especially, goes way down as soon as you cross over into Pennsylvania, and um, so it's like the most logical place if you want to try to have like uh, at least a getaway house. Yeah. Or a new house, but still be connected yeah. to New York City by one highway. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's a logical place to move to. So very busy right now. Um, I'm very fortunate that I started doing it when I started doing it because um, it just, as soon as I was starting to get kind of good at it, it just blew up. Yeah, that's dope. And uh, so I, I, I timed that one really well, uh, not on purpose, just inadvertently. I timed it really well. And uh, it's a crazy time to, it's just crazy everywhere in the country. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, Nobody knows what's happening. And- and get the work while you can. That's great because we are fucked. You know, I mean, like, we are really fucked. You know, know, again, people out there see us play a festival, thousands of people. That shit is all dope and all that. But those thousand people didn't, we don't, they didn't all come for us. And we're not getting a dollar from all those 20,000 people. You know, we don't see, we're in a hardcore band. We don't see a royalty check. We get our money from playing shows and selling merch. And um, a lot of people don't, you know, a, a lot of people understand and a lot of people don't. They automatically think like, oh, you guys are rock stars. First of all, there ain't nothing rock star about us. And don't ever call me that anyway. That's some corny shit anyway. I never want to be associated with that. But even to live like a rock star is the furthest thing. I wouldn't be fucking printing shirts in my crib, you know, if I, if I, was, if, if I had it like that. I like being creative and doing that. But we survive off, you know, we're like the Partridge family. You know, I said, but we're, we're ugly dudes and playing a hardcore band. You know what I mean? Like we're a family business. We make our money from playing in your city, selling merch, and you know, and and the people hopefully coming out and supporting us. And right now, there's no band fund. There's no record label giving us a, a retainer. There's no royalty check that comes in. We get our money from people buying the merch. You know, that's why, again, the podcast was, was a big thing. One, to keep occupied, you know, keep the brand alive and, you know, um, keep connected with people and, you know, and, 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 you know, and still feeding the scene. You know, all our podcasts do that where, you know, we still, you know, we, we're, we're, we're all like a vein in the, in the, in the body of, our, of this world. And we do it because we love it. And also, you know, it keeps the brand alive. It keeps our endeavors alive especially now when we don't know what the fuck's going to happen, you know, but I, I've been hitting the podcast extra hard because I said, you know, I always, you know, I I did it a long time ago. I wish I never stopped because I would have had a good resume by now, but 
it was the right time to redo it. I've been wanting to do it. You know, I love talking shit. Number two, what better time to keep the brand alive and let people know about the merchandise, about the band and what's going on. And what other better way than letting other people know about our people and our friends and like you and everybody else, what they're doing. And, you know, and that um, it's good when people are working during this shit. I get psyched because I'm like, yo, that's dope. Because I also know a lot of people are, are able to work, which is dope because that, you know, that's hope, you know, it's just, you know, somebody, you know, there's people out there, the rest got to catch up one way or another. I don't know when. Right. But it's, um, uh, I can't, I, you know, I can't, I can't wait to play a show. I have no idea when that would happen again, but I miss it like crazy. I miss the, I just miss it, man. I miss so much about it. I miss like my hanging out in a room with my friends. I miss making new friends. Like the whole, the whole experience, like from, yeah. from the shitty shows. I saw a picture this morning of a show. One of the worst shows I ever played on any tour ever. Absolute like failure of a show. Like, probably like seven people paid like one of those kind of shows one of the worst shows i ever played and uh we took we took a big photo like we were on tour with another band and we took a photo outside of this venue and i saw that this morning and even the photo was fucked up like like the line was all fucked up like you know like two rows of of people and like one guy it was just the whole thing was just a (laughs) fucked up night fucked up day uh, I miss it, man. Even that, I was like, damn. Like, I played for probably seven people in this room. Completely yeah. like failure of the show. But I would gladly do that again today, right now. Absolutely. I would love to play show for seven people. And it took a second for that to catch up. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think that at first that I was going to miss those kind of shows. But, like, this morning, I did. When I saw that picture, I was like, damn, it's a I, privilege, man. Yeah. It's a privilege just, that seven people came out to see me. Seven people in another country who this English is their second or third language. You know what I mean? Like, that's a privilege any day of the week, man. Yeah. You know? I was telling somebody that not too long ago. I said, I really can't wait to see people back home, you know, a lot of my friends or whatever, to like literally hug them. And then I say, and you know what? I'm actually psyched to see the people I didn't like that much. You know, to have the option to be that close if I wanted to hug them, to hug them, but I won't hug them. But just to have that option, yeah. and I'm like, you know, to be around, I go like, yo, put it like this. In 26 years, I can speak for Freddie only. We haven't been, you know, off a stage this long unless he was in jail. Put it like that. You know, in 26 yeah. years. So everything was really, and it happened during a pandemic, during all this shit. It's like, it's the craziest feeling of not knowing what to do. So I try to stay creative with the merchandise, with the podcast. We're writing the the 10th Madball album, because that's coming out in 2021, no matter what, pandemic or not, we're going to drop some shit. And I was like, yo, you know, we just got to keep planning for the future. You know, we got to hope that something's going to pop off and we got to 
you, you, know, you can't just give up either. We got to invest in the future to make the future happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Basically. So I've just been fucking trying to grind this shit. I'm, but I'm hoping something happens soon because if not, my mask that I, I sell at my website, I'm going to start using them to rob banks because of, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, what a great time. What a great time to be a bank robber, man. Especially like, in Florida where you could carry a, a gun time. and wear a mask. Oh, America. Amazing. What a great time. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Wisdom. I know you you had some shit. I know you were working on some shit. I know you work on it slowly and that, but you guys were, Richie was telling me, I forgot you had some new shit. Or is that newer thing finished? We, we have, Richie is a, he is just a workhorse, man. A workhorse, mastermind, like nonstop riff writer, songwriter, uh, content creator. He's he's like next level. Like I, I honestly, I don't know how he does as much stuff as he does. He's really incredible. Um, we have a whole lot of songs. No kids. That's what yeah. that that is. That's having no kids. That's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, he. He, we have like a lot of songs like, like banked, you know what I mean? And I'm slowly whittling away at writing lyrics for them right now. I have lyrics for a, a bunch of songs. I don't know if it's like a cohesive album yet, you know what I mean? I think yeah. that's going to take a minute to like a cohesive thing that we can really put together. But uh, it's, we, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, worried about the, having cool songs to write to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. Richie is just so good at it and on top of it. And, um, like, my time is limited at the moment uh, because of my work and a couple other things. But, like, I know that, like, once I am, like, let loose to 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 really, like, write some shit, it's just going to be – like a flood coming out of me. You yeah. know what I mean? A flood the plan of is to do an album, drop an album or something, right? Because people want to know what's yeah, up definitely. with them. So you got to, because you've been out of the oh, picture a little definitely. bit. Yeah. With the podcast, you know, you're missing in action and people are starting to talk. I'm starting to spread rumors. <laughs> no, I'm still here, man. Yeah. I'm still here. I'm still talking to my, my people. Um, it's just, it's, it took a little delay right now, you know what I mean. But I'll be, I'll be uh, when it when it happens, just get ready. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be yeah. crazy. But that's good shit. You're working on some new shit because Richie was telling me you were. And post America, I know you're busy for that too. But Richie been holding it down. We're gonna get a little bit of more Joe soon or what on the podcast? Yeah, definitely. We have a couple of cool things in the works. I was just texting with Richie today earlier. You can't let these uh, Italians, you know, run the show, dude. Always trying to run the show. Italiano. Shout out to Richie. Yeah, I love Richie, man. He's like, he's, uh, I was just, it's funny. I just, I told you I was talking to Sharky yesterday and we were talking about Richie and like how that, that same thing about having a meal and like, uh, bonding that friendship over like food it's been like a non-stop uh, it, that's been non-stop since, since we met you know what I mean I met Richie um, his band Crutch which I joined later 
Crutch was playing a show, and uh, there was uh, some Nazis showed up to the show, and I was still new and fresh, like going to shows. I didn't really know too many people. I, I went to the show with three people or four people. But other than that, it was all, you know, I, this is brand new to me. I don't know. I'm not a scene guy at all. I'm brand new to this. And so these Nazis were at the show and they started doing their Seek Heil thing. And the entire band took their instruments off and, and uh, jumped off the stage. Yep. And so we were like, well, I guess we're with these guys. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? I was it. So, so it was like, uh, I had seen him around a couple of times before that, but we never really had like a conversation. But like after some crazy shit goes down at a show like that, you've got to eat and talk about it. And that's what happened. And we've been doing that ever since. And uh, he's he's one of my favorite people in the world. And um, yeah, he's he's incredible. So like I uh, when when you look at like the people you know that are like the the reliable ones that like you know the the ones who could keep it together and be reliable yeah. all the time that's him that's the dude yeah no, so that that's good he's still, human. he's still human and he could you know i'm i know he's not a he's not a machine like an actual machine but like as far as being like a solid dude and a solid friend that's that's him man he's he's that kind of dude no. hold on a second now yeah no and that's good shit that okay. chick i know working on music we need new wisdom and everybody, you know, I know people must be asking the same thing, asking you like they ask us, are you working on new music? And I'm waiting for new music. Any band that drops something new, a new video, I'm on it right away because I don't do shit all day. So I'm like right away trying to listen. And, you know, I'm working on an album myself. But I've been back into music a lot. So I was one. And, and let me tell you, Richie's been holding it down. The podcast been keeping me going. That's one of the, I always tell them, don't make me wait so long because I got to work out. You know, I work out every day. So I need a new one every week. Yeah. So when you slip, you know, <laughs> then, I, then I get stuck with these other fucking bullshit ones. But, um, all so right, let's I check got, it. Uh, what I do, what I do have, I'm very happy with as far as like new wisdom and change music. Like the stuff that we do have is, uh, I'm really happy with it, especially, uh, well, whatever. You, there's there's a, a few select ones that I'm like, those are definitely like album songs, you know yeah, what I mean? Dope. Those are definitely like there's there's songs that you're like, ah, that might be a seven inch song. Maybe when you hear the the, the all you know, fifteen or sixteen or whatever to pick from, maybe they'll get on an album. But there's a few that you're like, all right, we're gonna build the whole album around yeah. this, this, this. There's a, there's good. a there's a yeah. That's good to have a good strong and to be psyched about it. That's the main shit. You're psyched about it. You could tell what they're gonna be. You know, you, you they're babies. You can see, you know, they're gonna grow. You had babies before. You already know this one's gonna yep. be tall. This one's gonna be short. This one, yeah, sure, it, it, yep. it could change, but sometimes you could see it early on. That's the shit. I got a lot of good music banged to it. This record's straight up bank robbery music. I'm gonna do on this next album because that's the state of mind I've been in. You know, like yeah. the movie Heat. I I put that shit on like shootout scenes, and I write to that shit. <laughs> I be doing shit like that. <laughs> You know, I'm like, this is how yeah. I feel right now, and I want this shit to sound like that. But fuck, that's sick. Okay, but that's good. You're working the podcast. It was good that Richie got on this kid, Colocolo, whatever his name is. That was a good, a good podcast with a Bronx Tale kid. Oh, Colocolo. Yeah. I don't know. If you... Yeah. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Eh? Yeah. It was a good. 
That's yeah. <laughs> working hard. Off. Yeah, man, that was dope. Yeah, you're working hard, but good shit. But listen, before we get out of here, I want to we're gonna do a, a quick little game. First thing, and I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna get, give you a word, and the first thing that pops in your head, you tell me what you what you think of. All right. All right. Ready? I'm um, stage dive. Scott Vogel. Pennsylvania. This is hardcore. Craig ahead. Bald. <laughs> Singers. John Brandon. Metal. Iron Maiden. Coffee. First in the pot. Wisdom Roast. By who? By, By Dead Sled. There you go. Dead Sled Coffee. Rap Music. Yeah. Sorry. Shout out to Luke Rota. Luke, that's again, Same I tell you guys, that's the reason I do hardcore for Luke. Rap music. Yes. Ooh, Wu Tang. Jiu Jitsu. Jared Weiner. Weiner. However, COVID. My brother. COVID. Oh, my God. Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, no, you can't. <laughs> It's there. It was right there in front of me. What can I say? Punk rock. Uh, GBH. Pizza. Luke Rota. <laughs> Hardcore. Madball. Yeah. You know what? There's no better way to end this. I thought you were going to say something else. But that's even better. You, uh, you, 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 you beat my, my, I'll take that. Yo, please stop. Please listen, stop. Man, if you, if you want to experience every level that hardcore has to offer, if, if I was bringing a stranger in and saying like, listen, you got, you got one chance to like this kind of music. I got to pick the right band because you got one chance that you're ever going to like this kind of music. If, the, if they don't like this, they're going to be turned off forever and have one chance, one band to show a stranger what hardcore is, it's going to be Madball. Salud, so, my brother. Yeah. Good yeah, looking. You Thank know you what's up. Thank you. Thank you for that. I, that question wasn't for me, but I'll take that. I'll take any pat on the back right now. I haven't been touched by anybody in months. I'm, I'm <laughs> patting you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel the gorilla <laughs> paw already on me. But yo, <laughs> good shit. Where could everybody catch you? Get the mer your merchandise. Where everybody could catch the podcast. Let them know. Yeah, go to All In Merch, and uh, we always have some new cool shit up there for sale. Uh, right now, I think we got some hats we're trying to we're trying to do, and we got some. Uh, yo, go check out Richie's. Uh, Richie's got a cool little straight edge clothing line, Crucified Straight Edge, and he's got a real cool hoodie for sale there. Uh, Nameless Prince. Go to Nameless Prince, and uh, you can get all kinds of cool wisdom and change stuff. I'm sorry. Did I say all in merch before? Yes. Nameless Prince. All in merch. <laughs> that. Yeah. Sorry about nameless Prince. And, uh, and uh, shout out to our boy Joe Stanley from Departed. Uh, he prints all our merch for us, most of oh. our merch for us. Um, there's always some cool stuff. Actually, we have stuff on Cold Cuts, too. Cold Cuts merch has a few wisdom and change items also. And um, – 
listen to the podcast, Post America podcast. Uh, we're on everything from Spotify, you know, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Radio, uh, YouTube, all of that stuff. So go go listen to the podcast and, um, you know, keep an eye out for new wisdom and change music. Go cop that new 7-inch that we did, a split 7-inch with Sharp Shock on Fast Break Records. And uh, our the latest podcast episode is with our drummer, Luke Rhoda, who's always like a funny, just one of the most entertaining. One of the most entertaining human beings ever to, to live. So uh, I love that dude to death. Greatest humans he, on uh, earth. He's one of the best ever. Yeah. So go yeah, check exactly. that out. And thanks for having me. No, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad to finally get you. We've been talking about it for a while. And then I, I was getting other people in. But this, this was a good week. I was going to get some people in. And I was like, let me get in. And I, like I said it before with Richie, I want to do one eventually where we get. I, I hope Mav's good. I hope all the rest of the guys are good. You got to tell them I said what's up. But when everybody's feeling better, because they will be better, I want to do the the, uh, the uh, podcast um, mashup where, uh, by the way, because I'm going to have Diablo's Den, not just EZ, because I know enough about him. So I'm going to do a, a Diablo's Den smoking word podcast this week. And I want to do one like we talked about. Uh, we want to do a post-America smoking word and we'll drop a T-shirt for that, yeah. too. We'll drop a fucking T-shirt and put it out there for everybody. So everybody look out Hell for yeah. that. Hell yeah. But, um, Joe, good to talk to you. Shout out to fucking Jerry Weiner, Weiner um, BJJU. He got another fight coming up. Um, 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 you know when that fight is, his next fight? I think next week. So everybody, go to follow BJJU on uh, Instagram and find out. Jared's our dude. So we got to make sure he brings us Jared that is, out. Jared is one of the hardest human beings alive. And uh, he's just such a solid dude and a truly good, kind-hearted, moral person who, like, he's a good example. He's, he's, an, he's a kind of guy you set as an example. So, yeah, definitely go follow BJJ United and see what a real leader looks like. Yeah, but just remember, you can eat, and he'll he'll be the my witness on this. I'm one and zero with him by submission. I gave him the the, the Conor McGregor, and I and I retired right Never after forget. that. So uh, Never forget. yo, shout out, yo, good to see you. One love. We're gonna talk. We'll talk soon. Say what's up to Junior and everybody. And um, I will. And we out of here.